0: This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You'd also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's radio at gmail.com and anthony it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at super vegan at nerdcaster mike at kersey erica and of course at nerdcast radio thanks for listening everyone enjoy the show Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. This is Nerd Podcast Radio, and I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, here today. And if I sound odd, it's because my internet is out. So I am on a cell phone on Skype, and Erica has stepped up to record. So I am joined by Percy Smurf Erica. Hello. And Hindu Anthony is back with us again. Hey, Anthony. what's up buttercup what's up buttercup indeed it actually works this time so i apologize if i sound off um we were trying to work out the levels with my headset with my phone and i'm hoping it's okay we'll we'll see what it sounds like later but we managed to pull off an episode even though we already announced that we weren't going to record
1: oh did we yeah
0: (laughs) surprise motherfuckers
2: here's the episode (laughs)
0: Yeah, oh, I communicated with the, Patreons, with the patrons and let them know that we were going to attempt it, but I never posted back to the Facebook page and said we got one going. I figured I'd wait until we succeeded until I did that.
1: Oh, oh, well, that's good.
2: Uh, look at that. And all thanks Erica, we're not going to be shitty po- podcasters. We haven't missed a week. Suck on that.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad I could take my role as associate producer seriously. Yay! Yay!
0: So today we are going to talk about reliance on technology because um, Anthony and I are both in some interesting positions. One, my internet is out and Anthony and I, both of our water is out for a few days. Well, his is just today, I think. I I really hope it's just today. (laughs) So we're going to talk about our reliance on technology and how technology affects our lives.
1: But first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You?, where each person talks about the nerdiest thing they did this week, and then we vote using the Mike Myler widget system and decide who wins all the widgets.
0: And that's exactly what we're doing. Beautifully, and beautifully done. Since I am on a cell phone, I think that makes me like the guest. So I think that <laughs> means I have to go first. I like it. The um,
2: guest host?
0: The nerdy thing I did this week was, um, since my internet is out, I couldn't do any of the stuff I normally do to just kill time, like play video games on my computer. So I found myself just desperately trying to plug in. And I played some Hearthstone on my phone, um, and I read a bit. Um, but it was so funny because I, I wasn't like purposely trying to do nerdy things. But I found myself just craving it. So I pulled out all my Starfinder books and started planning games and writing up campaigns on paper like I used to when I was when I was a kid. I mean, I've been using a computer to do it for years. But like I instantly just started pulling out sheets and writing up stat blocks and just killing. I mean, probably stuff I'm never going to be able to use. But I, I like made a whole adventure because I didn't have Internet. That. So that was my dirty thing this week. That I pulled out Pretty my Starfinder books and like plotted out a game.
2: That sounds fun. I
1: really
0: want to play Starfinder. Yeah,
1: it does. <laughs> I want it's to play Starfinder too. I,
0: I played it one set of con. I played a few organized play games at a con, and I've been dying to play it again ever since. It it is just so much fun.
2: Brian, Brian, if you started a a an internet group like like an online group. Uh, Please, please invite me. I want to play.
0: <laughs> Just got to figure out the schedule. That's the hardest part.
2: Yeah, that is, that is always the hardest part, especially for the online ones. Well, I don't know why, but for some reason, I think meeting in person is more easy to get people because then it's like you like they, people have to commit to that. But the online stuff, anytime I've ever done like D and D or role playing like tabletop games where it's all like online stuff, it was always harder to get like everyone together. Because everyone always kind of has, like, excuses as to why they
0: can't.
1: Oh, there's no difference for, like, people. People always have excuses why they can't when, you know, you're getting together, so.
0: I always hear about, like, the people who put together, like, game nights that have been going on for, like, 20 years. And it's like, how in the hell? I mean, how lucky are you that you have friends as dedicated as you?
2: Yeah, I don't know how they do it. That's That's intense to me.
1: Food food that's how i do it we've had a game going i think it's three years now and it's because i feed them
0: yeah when was the last time you played that
1: well that before we moved um it was in december so life
0: things come up and make it hard to put it back together
1: oh no we're gonna we we've already been talking about when the next day is and we had a get together we didn't play but we had like a a get together just before Easter where we all hung out and ate. Everybody was here and we drank and it, we just had a party instead. So, um, but we're going to get back to finishing up our game. Um, I think not next week, but the week after. So,
0: but yeah, we Looking bought a house. It's kind of a it. big
1: deal. <laughs> it takes a while to get settled in. And since we're the host and, you know, we, you know, I feed everybody like, you know, either enchiladas or I make pot roast or, you know, it's not just like pizza and chips and crackers and stuff. It's like actual food.
2: Oh, OK. Well, that helps. I'm I'm sure because then it's like it's the monthly meal at Erica's house and there's a game involved.
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it.
2: <laughs> so I'm going to make an audible here and say that I should probably go next because my what's nerdy with you thing is totally tabletop role play related.
0: OK, I was going to call you next.
2: Oh, yes, that works anyways. So speaking of tabletop role-playing games, uh, I've been watching Critical Role. I, like, we all know Michael is a huge fan of them. I had actually never really seen any of their stuff, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it a try. Um, and I, like, started watching episode one of season two last week, and then as of, I think, yesterday, I'm now almost done with, like, episode seven so, yeah, that's about an episode a day that I've gone through. It's a fun show, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. Here's the thing though, that's not even the nerdiest part of this. The nerdiest part is I'm listening to these things while I'm like on lunch at work. So I have my phone out and I'm listening to these things and people are always like, "What are you listening to?" and I'm explaining it to them. So I had a friend of mine um Uh, My girlfriend wanted me to let you guys know the reason why I've been watching it is because I dropped our TV remote in the glass into a glass of water and we can't really work the TV without it because it's one of those like Internet TVs. It's not attached to the cable or anything. So without the remote, we can't access like Netflix. We can't really access Netflix or anything like that. So, yeah, that's that's why I started watching the Critical Role stuff. So back to the super nerdy thing of this whole thing. So one of my coworkers was like, "What is that?" And I explained it to them and then they were they said, "Um, what's D&D?" Oh, Dungeons and Dragons. Is that like a video game? No. So I basically took out Post-it notes and kind of went through almost like a little mini scenario of what Dungeons and Dragons is. And I was like, Let's say this is your character, and I'm the DM, and this is what happens. And then you roll a dice, and you consult the numbers, and I I explain to her the basic mechanics of how Dungeons & Dragons works.
0: Holy crap. Good luck following that, Erica.
2: That was the nerdy thing I did. Explain the basics of how to play D&D to a co-worker during my lunch at work.
0: With post-its.
2: With post-it notes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I mean... I don't know. I guess I've explained it so many times. I don't even need post-it notes anymore. So, you know, I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) I was like, whoa, I did the post-it notes for the numbers. The show were like, this is what your strength modifier would be and blah, 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 blah.
1: Mm, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So my nerdy (laughs) thing this week is that um, I met a new friend. I know that sounds weird, but so um, there's this girl at my work that um she was walking by one day and we've been working like on the same floor like 30 feet apart for like two years and i'd always be like oh she's wearing a cool dress or those are neat earrings or something and never really you know created a conversation and then she was walking by one day and she had her gym bag and we have a gym at work and i was like hey do you have anybody to go to the gym with?" And she was like, no, i just trying to do it on my own. I was like, well, I need some motivation. Let's be gym buddies. So that's how it started three weeks ago. And um, her name is Stephanie, and she's super cool. Over the course of just working out at the gym, we found out that we both love D&D, and we both have kids that are the same age. She has a daughter that's nine, Amelia's ten, um... Basically, we share all the same interests. So (laughs) it was really crazy. Um, But this week, um, she was like, hey, I got this really cool game. I've been waiting for it for like four weeks. It finally came in the mail. Do you want to play it? And I was like, sure. What is it? And she's like, it's called Ascension. And it's a deck building game. And I was like, wow, that sounds super cool. And I guess it's made by the same people that do Magic the Gathering and uh so anyway, she bought brought it over, and uh her, her boyfriend, and me and Chris uh played for like three hours. We put like the baby to bed, and Amelia, and this is a school night Amelia and her daughter, Scarlet, were just hanging out watching Pokemon, and the adults just played this card game for like three hours, and it was so much fun. I don't know if anybody has played Ascension. But it is a great game. Um, there's just so much you can do and so many strategies to win, and I love it. It's it's created
0: cool. by Stoneblade Entertainment, which was originally called Gary Games. And oh. the guy who designed it was a pro Magic the Gathering player. Yeah, there we go. Oh,
1: I knew it had a connection to the Gathering.
0: Oh, and Brian Kibler is one of the designers. Brian Kibler is a big Hearthstone streamer. Hmm. Justin, Gary, Brian Kibler, Rob Darty, and my phone just went on standby. Uh, John Figueroa. And it's, it's available in digital format. You can play it on iOS.
1: Well, that I didn't know. But we played it, and it was a lot of fun. And I really loved it. iOS,
0: so, PlayStation, Vita, and Android.
1: PlayStation? Really?
0: Yeah, on the Vita.
1: That's crazy. All right. But that was my nerdy thing. I discovered a new friend and a new game that I really, really like. So.
0: Oh, that's. Oh, it's tough to decide between you and Anthony.
2: So I like think both, both of ours are work
0: related. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, kind of, because I met a new friend at work and you explained something at work. So, yeah, work related. <laughs>
0: yeah, the nerdiest thing I did at work was read up on PHP and try to learn how to plug a database into a web page. But, you know. Uh, I always kind of uh, feel what? like sharing nerd work stuff is sort of cheating because my job is very nerdy.
1: That's true. Your job is. very. Yeah, nerdy. That,
2: that, that's valid. Yeah, that's a valid point.
1: Although mine uh, can be considered kind of nerdy because I have to learn a lot about law stuff so that I can argue with lawyers. And-
2: I, 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 I babysit two and three year olds. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, also kinda, well, I mean, I have to do more than babysit. I'm supposed to educate them, I guess.
0: <laughs> I I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give two to anthony and two to erica anthony what do you do with yours you have four
2: um i'll actually give one to you brian because that is i like what you did i do you 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 creatively old school. You, you yeah exactly you know i'm gonna give two to brian you're right no that is that is old school nerd you an old school yeah, nerd. i straight there. up
0: fell asleep with the elliot archive book last night
2: and then one to erica and one to me yeah, I'll give one to myself. Yeah, what do you want to do about it, huh? What you want to fight about, to fight about it?
0: Maker. Huh? You are the decision maker here.
1: I am the decision maker.
0: Yeah,
1: you got uh, So I'm going to give one to Brian for being super awesome old school. I'm going to give one to Anthony for educating more people. And then I'm going to give two to me because I did two things. I met a new friend and I played a new game.
2: Oh, Erica gives herself the win.
0: Yeah. So Brian with 3, Anthony with 4, Erica with 5 wins all 12 widgets.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> she did I actually th- had to pause to do that math right there. I feel a little ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> she did
2: the terrible thing and gave herself the win. I'm so proud of you.
1: I am a terrible person.
0: <laughs> so today <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just I, I i tried to come up with a Erica as a terrible person joke but couldn't come up with anything that wasn't just brutally mean <laughs> wow <Hey>,
1: gee <laughs> um, yeah, that's okay as soon as I said I was a terrible person all I heard was like Peter Griffin no Lois horses are terrible people <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm not
0: familiar with that one.
1: What, Family Guy?
0: No, with the Horses Are Terrible People.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's from Family Guy.
0: Now, I'm going to look that one up on YouTube right away. Uh, okay. Hold on. Try to get down. Horses Are Terrible People. Um, so, today we are talking about our reliance on technology. My internet has been out since Friday. Um, it's coming back on Tuesday. Um, my water has been out for a few days now. Um I I can turn it on once a day to take a shower. I'm not like keeping it off all the time. I just have a leak. So I'm turning it on only when I absolutely need it. Um, uh, we're going to talk about like how our day to day life is different from back in like 15 years ago, back in
1: 2001, 2002.
0: Oh wait, no, it's 2018. It's 2003. Jesus. Wow. So 2003
1: is 15 years
0: old. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that popped into my head was smartphones came out in 2007. Um, and I didn't even have a Blackberry until 2005, 2006.
1: Yeah, but Blackberries are smartphones. And so I, the, I think the actual first smartphone was the Palm Trio, and that came out in 2005.
2: I'm going to make you both feel very old. 15 years ago, I was still in junior high.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Anthony.
2: <laughs> so I, I didn't even have a cell phone. Oh, you know what I did do? You want to talk about being like really old school nerdy? Um, I, at this time, would sit there and if I wanted to record like a CD, like if I wanted to, yeah, CDs, when we use CDs of like music I liked and I wanted to make my own like album, I would sit there with like a recording device and actually record the radio. And then put the music on a CD. Yeah,
1: we did that too, except we used cassettes to record off the radio.
2: Yeah, I've heard the cassette thing, but, like, you know, I was uh, th- I was 13 at this time. So, like, we had CDs, so I did CDs. But I was like, <laughs> I just want to let... Okay, so for the people who are not as old as you guys, where you guys did cassettes, but the people who are younger than me out there, there was uh-huh. a time when you had to go to your radio and record something from the radio and then put it on your computer and then put it on the CD.
0: All right. So when I was in, when I was in elementary school, my school, the only computer they had was an Amiga.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. um, That was in fifth grade. In elementary school.
1: Yeah. Was that in New York? That was in New York. Yeah.
0: That was in fifth grade in fifth grade. Before that, it was just Apple IIes.
1: Yeah, yeah, th- that's what we had. So I went to uh, uh, Little Lake there in Hemet in fourth grade, fourth and fifth grade, and we had, um, gosh, I want to say they were they were apples um, because we had to pop in the floppies to play Oregon Trail. So yeah, I, oh. we did
2: that too. Yeah, I did floppies in elementary school. I remember floppies. Oh man, I almost forgot those were a thing.
1: Five inch floppies or three inch floppies?
2: Those were the the basic ones. So I yeah, think five those inch. are
1: those are the three. I'm talking about the five, the big thin ones.
2: Oh, then yeah, mine were the thin
0: ones. Yeah, yeah, three inch thin.
1: Anyway, yeah, go, go ahead, Bry. Big
0: freaking five <laughs> inch ones. I don't. I I use my smartphone all the time,
1: and so do I. I wouldn't be able to breathe without it. It seems. But book. gosh,
0: if I think back to 2002. I don't even think I had a cell phone back then. I know for a fact I didn't.
1: We met in 2002, were I right? Did I have that? I had that sh- that
0: that like giant phone. No, I had like that first mini phone. I had one of those Nokia phones and it was the one yeah. that I um, I put on the roof of the car and I fell off the car and got run over
2: in indestructible yeah. Nokia phones.
1: Oh,
0: no, it got destroyed.
1: <laughs> yeah, they keep when oh. you run over them with cars.
0: Oh. Um, yeah, you, yeah. You, on a side note, remember those Nokia phones that if you drop, um, I don't know if it was Nokia, but remember when they had those phones that if you dropped them like two feet, they would just explode and the case would fly off and the battery would fly out?
1: Those were Nokias, yeah, and then you could just put them back together, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then they would work fine.
1: Yep, mm-hmm, yeah, because My, I, I sold those. You know, that's, I remember that's my mom got a
0: Casio phone back. I think in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and the Casio phone, you could freeze it in a block of ice and still call it.
1: Yeah, that was like the the water. It was like the first waterproof phone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I I we we watched a YouTube video about it where somebody put it in Jello and still called it. And that's why she bought it.
1: Wow.
2: <laughs> that's funny. That's well, pretty we, interesting.
1: Well, we sold those at Verizon and we actually had um, it sat in a bucket of water uh, like all day long with like a string and you would just pull it out like just to show people it was completely waterproof. Um, it's crazy. That's a weird well, way to do good, things.
0: Here's a good like comparison of 2002 to now. Podcasts or audio blogging at the time didn't start until 2004.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: But still, that seems like that's an awful long time ago for them to have started. I didn't find out that about them until maybe 2010. But honestly, I
2: think people have been doing things kind of like podcasts since, like, the invention of the radio. Like, this idea, this format of, like, people talking to each other and, like, people listening to other people talk. Like, talk shows are a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I see what Brian's saying. Like, I knew about podcasts. You want to hear something super funny. So I knew about podcasts, I would say 2005, because um, when my friend Jesse lived with me, she was dating a guy, Steven, and he had a T-Mobile sidekick. And it was, like, one of the first, like, like you could get on Wi-Fi with it and all sorts of stuff. And he listened to this podcast, the sports guy. I can't remember what it was, but he was a huge sports person. And he listened to the sports guy, like, every day. He would download the podcast, his sidekick, and listen to it. So, but I thought it was stupid. I was like, I, I don't want to hear about sports, so.
0: <laughs> Quick check. Are we still recording? Yeah. Awesome. Good.
1: Should we um, not be? Like, I thought this was the, the whole purpose, yeah?
0: No, I'm just checking because it, this is the first time, and I remember when I first started, sometimes I would accidentally turn off the recording.
1: <laughs> oh, I haven't touched it at all. So it says we're at like 25 minutes, so FYI.
0: Yeah, that's usually what it is around this point. Usually, actually, lately, we've been at the half hour mark at the end of What's Ready with You.
1: Oh. <laughs> we, we
0: did it quick. Yeah. We didn't tangent off into a bunch of topics. Um that
1: makes I, sense, yeah.
0: I have an idea to talk about reliance on technology. Okay. If if you all of a sudden like let's say we all like got up tomorrow morning and the the internet was completely down. hmm Like your phone didn't work, your your internet was just gone. How would you drive to another city that you hadn't been to before?
1: And get a map. But where would you buy one? Oh, you can buy them at like AutoZone. They still sell them.
0: See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, didn't know I would that immediately either. be like, I don't know where to buy a map and I don't know how to find out where to buy a map because I don't have the internet to look it up on.
1: And, yeah, I mean, no, AutoZone has them. Um, in, in, it's funny that you say this because I love maps. Probably I'm a map nerd. And I think like, that's a little weird, but it's because I used to do, like, road trips all the time when I was a kid, and I was the navigator. So, I can read a map, like, super well. So, sometimes I just, I don't even use GPS a lot of times. I'll just, like, look at Google for the map purpose and be like, no, I'm going to take this route. I'm going to go up here, and that'll be a shortcut instead of actually using the GPS. So, that's how I know that, that AutoZone has them because I actually have one because I like maps.
0: See, when I started driving to other places, um, MapQuest was already a thing, so I didn't go anywhere unless I printed out directions.
1: Oh, I and know then, because you used to print them out before we would go anywhere, and I had to read them to you.
0: Yeah, and when um, when GPS came out. I suddenly could explore freely. I could just drive somewhere not knowing how to get home and then say, take me home.
1: Oh, no, no, don't start that. Don't start that. You used to just drive places aimlessly all the time. And it drove me insane. I'd be like, Brian, where are we going? How long are we going to be there? What are we doing? I don't know. We're just going to go this direction. But why Brian? Why are we just going this direction?
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. I haven't done that in years. I've just gotten so reliant on GPS.
1: Yeah, you would just be like we're going to LA today. Where in LA? I don't know. Why? I don't know. We'll find something to do. It'll be fine.
0: But how many adventures have you had because of that attitude? <laughs>
1: So many and it's definitely worth it. But it would drive me crazy because I'd be like, what if we get lost? And you're like, it's fine.
0: Yeah, because some of the best things you find is when you get, well, God, my attitude has changed so much over the last 15 years. I need to start just getting in the car and going
1: places. (laughs) And, you know, it's funny. My attitude has has shifted the other way because now I'm like, well. Let's go to Columbus. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Where's the art district? And we'll just go and we'll just do it and you know just wing it. Where 15 years ago I'd be like, I have anxiety. We can't do that. That's crazy. Maybe I, maybe, we, maybe we rubbed off on each other. We're like like positively influencing each other.
0: Yeah, you know, like friendship and and sibling love and how that works.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you
0: about ever you, just drive anywhere, Anthony? Anthony is tending to family things. I think I, I'm not looking at the chat because uh,
1: I I don't see anything. I don't know.
0: I don't know how to access the chat on my phone.
1: No, he didn't put anything. So,
0: Did we lose fun. him? He might be muted.
1: Uh he he might be taking care of the kiddos.
0: So, oh,
1: but you know what I. Okay, so here's a here's an idea of, like, how technology affects my life. So, as a mom, I buy lots of things for the kids, right? You know, clothes and uh, other items that they need. And I used to have to wait in the mail to get, like, coupons and stuff and then remember to take them with me. Now it just all goes to my email, and I have my smartphone, and I can just look it up on the fly. So I went to Old Navy Friday and turns out I had $50 worth of Old Navy uh, coupons that I saved 50 bucks because of it. So, I mean, I think technology has a positive effect. I think social media has a negative effect sometimes, though.
0: I was just going through my paperwork the other day and I found $40 in Paizo gift cards that I have to spend. That's cool. Yeah, because, you know, fuck clothes. Let's buy some rpg stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> well kids grow very quickly and they are always needing clothes so.
0: yeah i'm gonna have to deal with that eventually
1: Mm-hmm. and Hopefully i will tell so. you i will tell you my favorite place to get kids clothes is old navy they are relatively inexpensive and by relatively i mean like You can wait for a sale and you can get like, uh, like stretchy pants for, well, I mean for girls for like five bucks, jeans and stuff are like 10 or $15. T-shirts are $5 and you know, it's brand new and they're really durable. That's the best part. Amelia has been wearing like old Navy clothes, like since she was one and they are just super durable. So
0: I'm going to have to keep that in mind. (laughs)
2: Going <laughs> to old shit down. Going to Old Navy to get clothes for kids.
1: For kids. <laughs> yeah, because they're they're super durable, and if you get, get them on sale, uh, like I got, I think I saved two hundred and fifty dollars on Friday, on uh, on clothes for the girls. I mean, oh, that's really good. Yeah, like I paid half that. So for, Old for
0: Navy is one of the brick. few brick and mortar stores that I can actually find jeans that fit. Because they stock all sizes.
1: They do. And they have like, so, so Chris is, he's got like thighs, like very big, strong, muscular thighs. And when he tries to wear like pants, like Levi's or anything like that, they always rip because he'll move and like, he'll just rip them at the scene because there's like, there's just not enough room. For for his manly thighs. So Old Navy is one of the only places that they have like loose and slightly stretchy pants for for guys that want like more room to move around. So, well, I think I just became an Old Navy commercial.
0: Old Navy's nerd navies. podcast radio, not brought to you by Old Navy.
1: <laughs> no, it's definitely not. But but you missed it, Anthony. We were talking about things that. Like, on my smartphone, I saved a bunch of money shopping because I had coupons that were, like, on
2: yeah. my smartphone. Yeah, I had to go take care of babies. So sorry about that. Um, no, I was going to comment uh, that, you know, this is kind of backtracking, but about the whole, like, no internet, how would you get to another city thing? And I'd be like, I'd be fucked. I'd be fucked. I get lost <laughs> sometimes with GPS. So if I didn't have GPS and I had to use a map, I'd get way the fuck lost. I'd be, I'd end up in Mexico, probably. That's it, funny. He'd be like, you need to make your way to San Diego with nothing but a map. And I'd be like, I ended up in Mexico. I don't know how. <laughs> That's what would happen. I'm, I'm pretty sure.
0: So 15 years ago, I worked at a college and I rode my bike to work. And how old was I in 2002? 2003.
1: 2003.
0: How old was I in 2003?
1: 24? I think so. Hold 22, on.
0: 20, 23, 24. Cause I my
1: birthday's in May. In 2003, I was 20, so yeah, 24.
2: And how old were you, Anthony? In 2002, 2003. 14. I was a freshman in high school. Wait, no, I still wasn't in high school. I didn't get to high school till I was 15.
0: So my day-to-day life back then was I would put a disc man. No, I think I had an iPod at that point. No, I had an iPod. No, and you I didn't. would put my iPod on. Hmm? No, You didn't have the iPod yet. The 160 gig iPod. I've had that thing for freaking years. I still have the same one.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: And I would put that on and I would listen to music on the way to work. I'm, And then um, I did have a cell phone when I worked at the college because I would put it. I would take naps at work because I went to work at six in the morning and didn't come home till 10 at night. So I would put my cell phone um, during my 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 break periods where I could take a nap, I would put my cell phone on top of my head and lay down on the couch in the library at the college, and set an alarm.
1: Yeah, that's I remember that. Are you sure you didn't start working at Hilton in two thousand three?
0: I started working at Hilton in two
1: thousand four. Oh, okay. Okay. But,
0: yeah, putting it into context of like when that would have been like when I was driving back and forth between the two campuses.
1: Oh, that's right, because you got the job doing the, the... Yeah, that's right. You were going between Menifee and Cinecento. That's right.
0: But I... You know, it's weird to talk about Reliance on technology because I had an IT job back then. So Yeah, you did. A lot of stuff has changed since back then, though. Like, back then, you still had physical servers for every single thing you did. You didn't have virtual servers yet. That has changed the world quite a bit, virtual servers. Holy mm-hmm. crap. You have one big box in the closet instead of... 50 in a big room.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Robots are going to replace us all for sure.
0: <laughs> no, you, you, you're always going to need people to troubleshoot problems and fix things. I am. I'm going to be the Uber elite of the, of the world in the future. How
2: yeah. Fair? But I mean, as more robots, I mean, sure. You're always, you're going to need like mechanics to work on the robots,
0: but <laughs> like,
2: the menial tasks, like, you know, of like being a cashier at a grocery store, like those are going to be replaced by robots and there might be a person to troubleshoot. So instead of having like 10
0: cashiers, you'll have
2: one person and 10 robots.
0: Yeah. All the unskilled work is going to be replaced by robots. Pretty yeah, much. I mean, so, yeah. You won't
2: have well, cashiers. The, you won't have. Well, I think even some of the skilled work.
0: I don't know. I, I, I like having a, a person who comes by my office and empties my trash can every day. And I can't imagine if that job was replaced by a robot. I don't think it ever would be because it's probably cheaper to have a person who goes around and empties a trash can than to have a robot going around and doing that. Because then you'd have to have what would you have you would have robotic trash cans that I mean, that would be really expensive for any business to set up.
1: It just depends on how cheap we can get the production
2: of those things. Yeah, Exactly. Because I'm I'm sure there are people who thought the same thing about cars. Like, there's no way everybody would have a car when a horse and a carriage is so much cheaper. And then before you knew it, everybody had like three cars per person in their (laughs) household.
0: So, 15 years from now, when we do this episode again, I'm going to say, hey, you remember what it was like before we had those trash cans that dumped your trash into another dimension? (laughs) (laughs) Right?
1: Oh. Oh, I don't. Things have moved so fast. And smartphones are definitely one of the things that have pushed everything so quickly. Because, you know, before, okay, if somebody called me, even if they called my cell phone 15 years ago and I didn't answer, I wouldn't get 20 texts about it. I wouldn't get an IM or on AOL Instant Messenger. You know, they would just be like, oh, Erica's not available. Like, we're at the point where everybody is so connected that if you don't get a response within, you know, 20, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, then people are like, oh, they must be ignoring me.
0: Yeah, it like, is true. That's is that what everybody thinks you? about me? Because I never respond to my text until, like, the next day.
1: No, well, I, that's why I am you. You always respond to I ams.
0: Yeah, I do. I do always respond. No, not necessarily. De- Daniel's always complaining that he'll text me, and the next day I'll be like, "Yeah, sounds good," and he'd be like, "The next message will be Jesus fucking Christ. It's been a whole day." But no, I think you're but right. That's I a think
1: text message. If he if he just Facebook messaged you, you'd answer.
2: Not necessarily. But no, I think you're right. I think with the technology, everyone's like kind of gotten to this point where like we're really impatient with our communication these days.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly it, Anthony. We're really impatient. Like, we, it's, like it's almost like this uh, like immediate gratification. We are such immediate gratification society at this point that nobody just relaxes and goes with the flow.
0: Yeah, I, because I everything these days happens in a split second. I have an example um, of how the world has changed. Um, I felt like such an old man when this happened. I was at my old work And this was back when I was smoking and I was in the smoking area talking with someone and my phone rang while I was talking to them and I said, Oh, excuse me. And I rejected the call and the person I was talking to went, Jesus Christ, that's rude. And I went, wouldn't it have been rude if I picked up the call while having a conversation with you?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like,
2: yeah, that's a good point.
1: I was
0: like, I can call them back later. They can call me back. They can leave a message. It's no big deal. Yeah, I yeah. completely offended this person by not picking up a call in the middle of a conversation, which I thought the etiquette was to not pick up a call in the middle of a conversation.
2: I think you are correct. I think that person's probably the outlier.
1: <laughs> I don't I know. It can go either way. good amount of people way. who think that way now. It can go either way. Um... You know, I have some people that are like, oh, excuse me a minute and then take a call. And I don't care. I'm like, whatever. I, I, I don't get offended that way. Um, but generally, I try to, you know, unless it's really important and, you know, not answer the call. So it's kind of like my mom. Like my mom will call me. And this is this is what she does every time. She'll call me twice on my cell phone, twice on my husband's cell phone, once at the house. And then she'll text message me. If I don't answer. Every Here, I got a... Yay. <laughs> so, Anthony? Here, I he got a good
2: up. one. Okay. I got a good okay, one. Okay, what do you got? So, video games. Everyone knows I've played a long time. I remember when I was a kid, you know, 2002, 2003, the way I played video games was I would just sit there at my console because I didn't really play PC games because I, I didn't really get a PC game until, so like, late in high school. I'm talking, like, senior year. So, um, okay. I, I did console stuff. And what I did was I would just sit there and play, and if there was something I didn't know, I would try to figure it out. Now you So look then, it up. <laughs> now, now when I play video games, I sit there at my computer, and I have my phone right next to me, and I'm like, huh, I wonder, Google, got it. <laughs> like yeah. now, nowadays, it's it's I I just oh, what's the best build for this kind of character? Click, click,
0: click, got it. I, I have the walkthrough open on my second monitor while I'm playing the game.
1: Wow. I thought I was bad because I will play a game and I will keep trying and trying and trying to figure it out. And I will give myself 20, 30 minutes trying to figure something out. And then if I can't figure it out, then I'll look up the walkthrough on my phone and then I'll turn my phone off, like not off all the way, but I'll like close. it. i will be like, Oh, it, Oh, Oh, that's how you did. Okay. And then like, I hate walkthroughs because I feel like they ruin it for me. Like, I want to figure it out, but I will use them if I get stuck.
0: I don't think my outlook has changed that much because when I was a kid, I ran up the phone bill calling the Nintendo hotline.
2: What? (laughs) Wow. No, yeah, Nintendo had a phone line. Um,
0: Nintendo had a hotline you could call, and you actually talked to a person, and they they walked you through how to get through the game.
2: No, I mean, I will... I will try to figure out the puzzles and the difficulties on my own. Like I'll try to figure it out, but I mean, I used to as a kid, I would spend days sometimes trying to figure a really tough part of a game out. Nowadays, I'm like, if it's an hour and I still don't got it online, I'm figuring that shit out right now. I'm I'm not. I don't have time to spend days figuring this out. Or um, like How example, sometimes I just
1: move on to something else and come back to the problem later. <laughs>
2: Like example, you know, I, I I like to play the games like you know, like the Harvest Moon, um, Stardew Valley, um, and I will look up all the character profiles. And be like, what's their favorite gift, and so that I don't have to sit there and like guess them. What makes them happy? I'm like, nah, fuck that shit. I want to know what they like now. Cool, let's get to gaming the fuck out of this game.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. I there's so much stuff. It's like it's it's funny that you you brought it up Anthony because you're like oh I'll just check Google and it's fun Google has gone from a company to a verb and in at this point I my friends and I are just like oh you know I think it's this well no I think it's this and I'm like well let's look we have the sum of all human knowledge in our hand that's crazy we can look absolutely anything up at any time i'll tell you i personally get interested in the weirdest things and currently i am super interested in the stock market stock market and how the stock market works and fluctuates and buying and selling and trading and investing in this and that and i find myself like doing research on stocks and stuff online where you know 20 years ago you had to pay somebody to do this this is not something you could have done yourself and now i handle all my my stuff myself i have like 500 shares of like um of uh, blockchain right now because as soon as i heard the technology behind the blockchain i was like that is so applicable to everything that we do in society at this point i was like i i have to get behind that so, but but that's it's something that I researched for hours and hours and hours before I decided to buy stock in it.
2: So. Yeah, that's another good thing. Like what life is like before technology. Back in you know like junior high and like beginning years of high school, it was like, how did you figure this shit out? We, we went to the library and we got like the encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs> I remember I had an entire set of encyclopedias when I was 10 that my mom got at Goodwill for like 10 bucks or something. And I read, like, I would do that for fun because I was a weird 10-year-old. And I would read through the encyclopedias and just learn all this random shit. And now you can do that just by searching random shit.
0: (laughs) You can still get encyclopedias, but they're all online now. And they're all fee services.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I believe it.
0: And the reason why those exist is because Wikipedia is crowdsourced and it doesn't count as a source. Um, but, I mean, I think Wikipedia is a great source because you look through the sites and find valid sources. and then you Exactly.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, you
0: use Scribd to actually read the books for free.
2: <laughs> um, do you guys ever think there's a possibility in the future that technology will make things that you never thought would go obsolete, obsolete? I was thinking about this, like how you could go on your phone, your computer, learn pretty much anything. And I was like, I wonder if like technology will ever make like college obsolete. Because if you ever need to learn something, you can literally go on your phone. Phone. like i i heard about this lady who built this really nice like seven bedroom house for her and her kids she did it entirely by herself yes. and she taught herself by looking up videos on youtube of how to build a house yeah so i know like, i saw that too. that was insane so I'm like okay so this total person who has no experience in building a house built a seven bedroom house with nothing but youtube videos and like to be able to do shit like that professionally takes, like, carpentry work and years of going to college and blah, blah, blah. And, like, this woman did in, like, a couple years. Like, I she think, just I figured it out. I think it, it was three
1: years. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But she figured that shit out on her own. Something that, you know, most people who build houses have to go to college for and pay a bunch of money. She was like, I just looked up on YouTube and figured that shit out. I was like, what the fuck?
0: It's not necessarily true. Because, like, even without the internet, I can go to Home Depot now and get some books and it'll walk me through construction techniques. They have those there.
1: Well, that's well, true. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's we always true, had but- the
0: capability of going to the library or going to the, con- going to the store that has the manuals and getting them and learning a skill. I yeah, I mean that's
1: is. what my dad used to do for our cars. I can't remember the like. AutoZone sells them like their books. You tell them what make and model of car you have, and it tells you how to replace like everything in the car. And I guess those yeah, people, you, there are there are other people on YouTube.
2: Makes,
0: there's a company that makes those same books that you can get them to do maintenance on the Millennium Falcon or the or the Firefly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's pretty cool. But yeah, I guess I guess the people who make those videos on YouTube, they had to learn somehow, too. So at one time, so at one point or another, there's got to be a person doing the work teaching you.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's how knowledge is passed on, either a person writing a book or teaching somebody else, you know. But but to your point, Anthony, that, you know, will college ever be obsolete? No, no. I don't think so. And this is why I don't think so. There's a lot you can do with online college learning. Um, I know because I have my degree from doing it online. And it was it was a lot of work. And I learned a lot of things, but I had to teach myself these things. So I had to sit down, read through the book, and then do these projects. I felt like I got a lot more out of my college classes where I was in person and having a discussion about it um, and expanding the way I was thinking about it than doing it online because you can have a chat. Yeah, if we had a voice chat like we have right now. Yeah, I think I think it could absolutely replace college, but you need that interaction to expand those ideas and, you know, go further than just black and white text. As far as like college degrees and stuff go, because otherwise you yeah, you could be self-taught and teach yourself all these things, but without expanding further, sometimes you just you're missing something in 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 how you process it. I think. I mean, that's my opinion.
2: Well, what about the degrees college. that aren't so like mental based? Kind of like you know, like maybe not psychology or things like that, but like things like engineering, where it's like they're, 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 this is math. Like there's really not a discussion. Something either mathematically works or it doesn't. There's no discussion about whether it works.
1: You'd be surprised that that's not actually true. Well, so college isn't just about learning stuff. College is
0: about proving that you can get through a rigorous program and having the self discipline to accomplish that. That's the part that matters more to businesses than actually your knowledge.
2: Yeah, I've heard that. I've yeah. I've heard it's more about like it's not about like, uh, you got a degree. It's more of like, oh, you were actually able to like you had the discipline to get through this. So that means you'll be a decent worker.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That you you have the the discipline and the drive to complete it, basically. So
0: I I um I'm looking forward to when I can tell kids when I was a kid schools had a bell between classes, (laughs) right? Because you know the 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 um the school system is was originally designed to train kids to be able to work in a factory.
1: I believe it
0: because the bell system is the whistle system for clocking in and out. It's
1: oh I never thought about it.
0: Yeah, it's completely obsolete now.
1: Yeah, um, I mean we don't have that. See, that's that's the thing that drives me crazy. Your people are like, you know, you know, factory jobs that that you know you you work and you can retire off and have a pension and make a lot of money. And we need those jobs, yes, but that's not our society anymore. Our sci- society is an information um, driven society. And it's not just information. It's, you know, it's a hospitality society at this point. Um, you know, it's, it's, we are buying more goods and services than we are creating, at least here in the U S they're, they're being manufactured other places. And there's such a drive to bring that back. And I can see the benefit of it for those that don't want to participate in the information society. But you there's only so big of a a market that you can do because the economy has pushed forward. So before we had this industrial economy, we had an agricultural economy. And then we moved on to industrial and then we moved from industrial to information, you know, and you, there's only so much of 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 that continuing that you can go back to. You can't. It's harder to go back than it is to move forward, and it can actually be more detrimental to an economy to move backwards than it is to continue to move forwards.
2: Oh man, we're stepping dangerously close into
0: political realms. <laughs> no, we're not.
1: No, we're not. No we're not.
0: I guess I am in my head. <laughs> I think we're heading into in. I was thinking of it as an intellectual realm, not a political yeah. realm.
2: Uh, uh, well, uh, maybe the I was Anthony's go, sitting there going.
0: Go. Yeah, tear down the fucking system and rebuild it in my image.
2: <laughs> um. No. Yeah, I'm uh, so like- the other night. The other night, uh, my girlfriend Leslie and I, we were talking about, you know, how uh, she had to help her mom with her phone because obviously, you know, like, obviously technology moves way quicker than we age. So and I was thinking I was uh, she was talking about how like how annoyed she was, like trying to help her mom with these things. And I was like. I was like, just think, in the future, there's going to be a point when our kids are trying to help us with, like, these crazy technologies, and we can't even fathom what that technology will be. Because 15 years ago, we couldn't fathom these smartphones. So, in like, who knows, in the next, like, 60, 70 years, our kids are going to be helping us with shit that, like, we can't even comprehend what it'll be. And I'm like...
1: I agree with you. I, love I my agree with you. Sight. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, that's probably one of the the things that I thought was so um, enticing about blockchain when I was really reading into it is is the way that it's so decentralized is going to be huge for moving forward in technology. And I think it's going to be one of the pillars of the next level of technology. Because I was saying the same thing to Chris the other day, um, we were talking about, Um, Mark Zuckerberg being interviewed by Congress and, and it was hilarious because.
2: Just how uninformed they are.
1: Exactly. Like they were, they were in, 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 this isn't political. Like I'm not taking a side, I'm just stating a fact. They were extremely uninformed about how it worked what it was, how it worked, the function, why people were utilizing it. And it was like they they couldn't wrap their minds around it. And I don't think that you can effectively legislate a culture that you don't understand. And it's it's getting to the point where one day, like you said, Anthony, I, I was telling Chris, you know, we're going to be at that point one day. I get it. I feel bad that they don't understand it. Like they they just can't really grasp what it means but we're gonna be there one day like one day we're gonna be like you know instead of computers it's gonna be like holograms moving and and i gotta like twist it this way you know like you see on sci-fi shows and stuff like that
2: i made a joke that her son was like gonna be like poking around at her head with like a screwdriver like mom mom you gotta reconnect the wires recalibrate your ai systems that's what i was thinking
1: Yeah, I mean, there there's just going to be so it's 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 never going to stop moving, you know. If if we don't if we go this way, then we'll go that way. We're always going to be building on this. Um, son, son, don't
0: it. forget don't forget to put your blood offering to Groktar the Elliot overlord this morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's
2: another possibility. Well, I mean, that is a possibility. We could regress. We could get to like a super huge technological advancement and then we could have like a counter, uh, like a counterculture culture of people going, no, we need to get back to the natural ways. And then the counter, this counter culture becomes super big and takes over. And then before you know it, we're like moving away from technology. I guess that's a possibility.
1: Yeah. That's what I just said. Uh, I was, I was no, thinking that no, we're
0: no, in a high tech society. <laughs> I was thinking we were in a high tech society. We were just controlled by the invading aliens. Oh
1: yeah. You know, that could be a thing too. <laughs> But we're, we're at an hour now, guys. So uh, I think we should move on to this movie described badly.
0: Oh, you know, one thing first. Hmm. Um, I just wanted to do that to make you know what it feels like.
1: <laughs> okay. I,
2: I, totally, I totally want to write this book now of like the future counterculture argument of people of the naturalists versus the technologists. <laughs>
0: um, I think Rita, that would be a great there's book. There's an old <laughs> There's an old Wired um, article called Why the Future Doesn't Need Us by Bill Joy. Read that. It's fantastic. It's, um, you're, you're talking about um, Luddites. Luddites yeah. yeah, Luddites. that existed for some time. Um, before we move on to Movie Described Badly, I do just want to ask Anthony something. Erica would probably get this one right, but I want to see if Anthony can do it. If you didn't have the internet and you had to look up When the next solar eclipse is, how would you do it? If I
2: didn't have the internet and I had to look up when the next solar eclipse is?
0: Yeah, how would you find out when the next solar eclipse is?
2: Uh, I guess I would try to find the nearest astrologer.
0: Erica, do you know the answer?
1: I'd look it up in an almanac. In an almanac!
2: Oh, yeah, almanacs exist, that's right.
1: (laughs) Almanacs, are a thing. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I was talking to this with Heather the other day, and, and she got it right away because she grew up on a farm. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: I, I think Stater Brothers used to sell the Farmer's Almanac in our, like, magazine stand for a little bit when we had a magazine stand.
1: <laughs> you can
0: get the Almanac online, the Farmer's Almanac online, but it's a paid service. And or there is all or you of great can calendar listen to Paul
1: Will's Almanac. Say that again? So there's uh it's it's on NPR it's called Poor Will's Almanac and it's a podcast.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to start listening to that.
1: I really like it. He gets, like it's it's like weekly and it talks about all the natural changes in the world and it's it's really cool.
0: I've ever since I was a kid I've always liked lists and there's that in the Book of Lists where two of my favorite the Farmer's Almanac and the Book of Lists were two of my favorite books to go through at the library.
1: Yeah, I've always liked almanacs.
0: So. so, movie described badly, we're going to talk about They Live by John Carpenter. And hey. this is my take on They Live. Roddy Rowdy Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper? Rowdy Roddy Piper Yes, is a drifter. And he moves from town to town doing jobs. And he has okay. to get a hold, he gets a hold of these glasses that when he puts them on, he sees that the world is really controlled by skeleton people. And he goes to his best friend and tries to get his best friend to wear the glasses so he can see the skeleton people too. But his best friend doesn't want to put on the glasses. So they have a 15-minute fight over putting on the glasses. And he finally gets him... uh, And I'm I'm telling you, in the movie, it's a straight 15-minute fight, uncut.
1: Okay.
0: Of just them fighting, with no music playing or anything. Just them just brawling out in an alley... With Roddy Roddy Popper saying, put on the glasses over and over again. And the other guy saying, fuck you. Uh, And they beat the shit out of each other. Okay. Then they um, go and fight the aliens and turn off the machine that makes it so people can't see them. And then that's the end of the movie. (laughs) Uh. Uh, But it's actually really cool. He puts the glasses on. It's Uh like all media changes. Like he looks at books and instead of saying what the books say, it just says obey, consume.
2: Oh, wow. That's kind of oh, cool. That's where that meme comes from.
0: Yeah. It, when he looks at the city, all the ads are replaced with obey, consume, be compliant. Wow. And the people are basically like skeleton monsters. They're all like decayed. I think they're supposed to be aliens, but it's never made really clear.
1: Hmm.
2: So just like spooky figures. We're not sure if they're aliens or not, just spooky figures.
0: And when they turn off the machine at the end, there's a scene where... um there's a guy having sex with a girl. And then when the machine turns off, the girl looks all crazy. Ugh. Yeah. But it's, it's supposed to be like an Illuminati kind of like, um, corrupt society type of message.
1: And it's called they live.
0: They live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a good movie to watch. The, um, the, the whole fight scene part is like the weirdest part of the whole movie because they just have this freaking fight scene that goes on forever. But I, When I first watched it, halfway through the fight scene, I pulled out Google and went, fight scene, they live. And then it was like, oh my God, this fight scene is so long, holy shit. It was like a big giant thing. And apparently the only reason the fight scene was in the movie is because Rowdy Ruddy Piper is a wrestler and they wanted to include that.
1: So they made it 15 minutes long. It's ridiculous. It's,
0: I think it's the longest fight scene ever in a movie
1: that's funny oh brian i can't remember exactly the context okay but amelia said something and it reminded me oh we were talking about the difference between uh delusions and illusions and it reminded me like i was like yeah kind of like in fight club and she goes i've never seen that and i went yeah you should see that no not yet you should not see that yet (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it took me a second to remember like some of the stuff she should not see. And I was like, "Oh. No, that's there's not. There's only
0: work. there's only a couple sexy parts that you can if you plan it right, you could skip them."
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to watch the Matrix tonight though.
2: I like how you're like, "I'm okay with the fighting and the killing and the blood and the gore, but the sex." Mm, mm, mm. Um, so so that's so America.
1: (laughs) No, no, that's not why. Um, I know it seems that way I'm not prudish at all. And, uh, I've already talked to Amelia about sex. She knows about it. She knows the biological nature of it and everything like that. Um, the whole reason that I don't let her watch that stuff has nothing to do because I think she should be ashamed of sex or, or, you know, her body or anything like that. It's because when I was growing up, um, my my childhood was kind of ruined by that. And um, like just like the not the openness, like there was no like logical discussion about it. It was just like I I don't want to get in too much detail, but um, I
2: think I get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was just a lot going on and I felt like I grew up too fast. Like I was too exposed to it. And then I grew up much faster than I should have. And so when I reached like, you know, puberty, I wasn't emotionally mature enough to make the decisions. But because I had been so exposed to this, I thought that I was. And so I lost my virginity way too early, way, way too early. And uh, it was just one of those things that I did don't want her to have the same experience. I don't want her to be ashamed of it. We talk about it. We talk about her body and the natural processes, how her hormones are going to affect her. But it's very logical in how we're talking about it and not, um, not you know, in your face. And I feel like sex scenes are very in your face. And I that's that's where I draw the line for her because I want her to keep that innocence for as long as she can. So...
2: Okay, that's you're that's a, a good, good that's a good point. I like your point. I concede. I concede to your <laughs> point. It's a good one. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I I was just I was just making fun of the because it's a very American thing. <laughs> it you really know, it is. is.
1: It, it. You're you're not wrong. You know, most people are like, oh. We don't talk about sex, you know, because we're prudish Americans. But
2: But blood and gore and violence. Ah, go right ahead. (laughs) Five year old. Watch that brain get blown to pieces. I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah. And and the reason I don't censor violence for her is because, um, first off, I want her to know how dangerous the world actually is. So at the same time, I want her to keep her childhood. I want her to realize that there are actual threats out there. And while she knows that TV and movie violence are taking up several, several notches, she has to understand that there, there is a mortality to this world at the same time that there is beauty in the world. So I don't mind violence. Um, but I definitely want her to be emotionally mature enough to make sexual decisions at a right age. So that's why I feel that way.
2: <laughs> I like that. You, you, you go. You're doing good.
1: Thanks. Well, I say it <laughs> over
0: and over and over again, Erica, but you're the best mom ever.
1: Oh, thank you. I don't feel that way very often, but thank you. Um, so
0: nerdy stuff we're doing right now. I am reading Dresden Files. I'm on <laughs> book three. And it's fantastic. Thank you for the for the recommendation, Erica.
1: No problem.
0: Um, I I finally got to that whole white vampire, red vampire, black vampire thing. And I met Thomas.
1: Oh, you met Thomas. Thomas is awesome. I love Thomas.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm at the I'm at the scene at the at the vampire court meeting where they meet him for the first time now. And shit just went down.
1: It always does. That's the best. I love the Dresden Files. Yeah,
0: if you read the Dresden Files, Anthony, read the fucking Dresden Files. Oh my god. I should read the Dresden Files.
1: It's oh, so yeah. good. And he's if you want to listen to him screwed, it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, if you want to listen to him instead of reading them, James Marsters, James Marsters does the voice of Harry Dresden. Mhm. Spike from Buffy.
1: I don't think he heard you. I think he's baby occupied.
0: That's fine.
2: I'm right here. Uh,
0: oh. Yeah, um James Marsters does the voice of Harry Dresden. Okay.
1: The
0: guy who did the who did who played Spike on Buffy.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really cool.
1: He does um, a great job too.
0: The other thing I've realized that in the last um in the last 7 months, I've read almost 50 books.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I'm I,
0: I'm, I'm up to 2 a week now.
1: I've listened to um about a book a week. So I'm re, um, so I guess my nerdy thing this week, uh, or that I'm doing, I'm doing lots of things. Uh, one, I'm learning how to use audacity right now, just saying, um, (laughs) but, uh, I, I've been working on my photography. I took picture, wedding pictures, uh, for my friend, Kathy, and I used Lightroom to edit them and put together a uh, wedding book for her. So that was Oh, I want to see those. Send them to me. Okay, we'll do. Um and then uh I'm re I'm re-listening to uh, Lord of the Rings right now. I'm almost done with the fellowship. So I don't have time to reread it, but uh that's why I have an I have an audible subscription because I don't have time to read anymore, but I love books. So, I don't know if I said uh, anything about Artemis. Did you guys read Artemis? No. Oh, my God. Pick up Artemis. Absolutely. Pick it up or get the Audible. Whatever you got to do. Such a good book. So, that was the one I read before the Lord of the Rings, I think. So, But, yeah, that's my nerdy thing that I am into right now. Anthony, what are you into?
2: Well... I am actually playing Diablo 3. Never never like I only played the beta when it first like when the beta first came out. Mm-hmm. And so my girlfriend's been playing and then I got paid this week and I bought the necromancer so I started necromancer cuz I like necromancers. I think they're cool. And then and then there's Critical Role. Yeah, Leslie's been playing a lot of Diablo 3. So yeah, those are what I've been doing is is Diablo 3 and Critical Role. Oh, and our LARP, Duh, our vampire LARP. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still I pretending need to, start to be a like Diablo
0: 3 again if I could play with you guys.
2: Well, we only have one working computer. So, well, with I mean, one we, of
0: you guys at a time.
2: Yeah, you could probably play with one of us at a time. Yes, you could do that. Um, you know, there's that and hey Brian, nudge nudge wink wink, if you ever wanted to start a, you know, a Starfinder campaign online, you know, nudge nudge, maybe wink, I could wink. wink wink figure that out somehow.
0: Oh, I've been planning it. I, I got all sorts of great ideas. I'm trying to come up with like the best idea to put a party together and how, how it would work. I, I love the fact that since it's a sci-fi, the, you have two things that throw in the face of like a normal fantasy trope. One, the party doesn't like sit in a tavern and have somebody come up to them and be like, hey, I have a mission for you because it's in the future. So it's like, can you imagine being at a restaurant with your friends and then all of a sudden some mysterious stranger shows up and goes, I need your help.
1: That would be cool. That would be interesting. (laughs) I I would have been like, okay, cool. What are we doing?
0: (laughs) How much XP is it worth and what do I get? You know,
2: actually, that's one thing I wanted to comment on uh, uh, as far as XP goes. So watching Critical Role, I don't know if you guys ever watch it, but um, Matt Mercer, the way he does XP in their games is he um, he does what's known as the um, milestone level up basically after a certain milestone he goes like you all level up instead of like these bosses are worth x this amount of xp and these guys are worth this amount of xp and i was like huh i don't know if i would like that system or not and i'm realizing like the one of the really great things about that system is it really it really encourages doing other things besides just becoming murder hobos because if you're getting the xp no matter what as long as you meet the milestone Maybe always going into combat isn't the best option.
0: Yeah, I've yeah. been actually using that method for a while. But yeah. when I do award XP, if you avoid a combat with a with a um, diplomatic approach, I give the XP for the combat just to, just the same as if you murdered the enemies.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's how I do it too when I run games. I like the whole
0: numerical system of XP. There's something satisfying about it. But I've run games where I just do milestones too. Where with a pre published game, which is mostly what I run now because they're easy, you don't have to prep them as often. Um, with a pre published game, um, milestone is really the way to go because you have to make sure the peop the party is a certain level at a certain time. And sometimes when you do that with XP, it doesn't work out that way, and you can end up making mm-hmm. the game harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite. I ran into that when I ran or over When I ran Rise of the Runelords for the first time, I started doing it with XP and then ended up switching over to Milestones because it was just, it was too hard to keep the party at the level they were supposed to be when they got to the stuff without adding a bunch of side stuff into the game and making it take a lot longer than we wanted. You know, we wanted to finish one adventure a year. We didn't want to be playing one adventure for like three.
1: Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. So, All right, Brian, I think it's time to wrap up. So we talked
0: about, we, we kind of meandered quite a bit. I, I think it was good how we talked about what it was like to live without technology. And I remember we've done this topic before, but we'll probably do it again. And I think we did it before with different people, but it, it's something that we'll keep coming back to because really it's, a, it's an interesting thing to think about 10, 15 years ago. What was it like compared to now? Because we forget. We completely forget. We get everything becomes the norm so quick that we forget how quickly things are changing. And it's a nice thing to look back on sometimes to go remember where we came from yeah, compared
1: you're, you're, to now. You're right. You're right. And, and I know we're wrapping up, but a good example of exactly what you said is um, my mom lives out in the middle of nowhere. She doesn't have Internet. And she's like, well, why don't you move out this way? Because you don't have internet. The fact that I am unwilling to go anywhere where I would not have an internet connection is exactly what you're talking about, Bray.
0: I'm, I'm on a podcast. Fuck that. I'm not going to not. Really- <laughs> yeah, I would, I, would, I would not move to a place without internet.
2: That sounds like, that sounds like a third world country.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, she's like, oh, just go out into the country. It's so quiet and peaceful. And I'm like, yeah, it's fun to be quiet and peaceful to visit, but I cannot live out there. So,
0: <laughs> where Heather's mom lives in rural Oregon, some people still have um dial-up.
1: Oh, pain. Oh, that's painful. No.
0: Yeah, I got you. You can take my 100 meg internet connection from my cold dead hands.
1: <laughs> well, that in it's funny because I cannot I can't I hate using other people's computers because they are not uh set up and not only visually set up the way that I use mine, but they aren't as fast because, you know, when you buy a box computer you just get, you know, all that junk on it and blah blah blah. And so well, except I except for me. Use, well, except for you, I guess. But I can't my use,
0: computer is amazing.
1: I know. <laughs> but I can't use other people's computers because it I'm like, why isn't it immediately responding to the thing that I just told it to do? I can't.
0: <laughs> oh, and the baby is saying it's time to go. She so, is. Alright. Thank you all for joining me. And it was Super Vegan and Brian joined by Kirsty Smurf Erica.
1: Bye guys.
0: And Hindu Anthony. Bye everyone. We love you. Everybody, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Say goodbye, Anthony. Erica, cut him off.
1: Goodbye.